What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Boy Wonder Press podcast, where we do profiles on fictional heroes, villains, and antiheroes. I am your host, Brian's Comics One, and today we will be discussing the character Damian Wayne. Thank you all for joining, and the song you're listening to right now is called Lonesome Cowboy. It is by an artist by the name of Sinatus Tampo. I actually asked him to do this song in one of my podcasts, and he was okay with it, so I decided that this would be a perfect um, song for the podcast. I also use this um, song, like I mentioned, in another podcast called The Flashcast on Earth 2 um, that I do for the um podcast on earth 2 with my buddy jay so i thought it'd be a pretty cool podcast for this song so in this segment we are like i mentioned before we are going to be covering the son of batman tali al ghul damian wayne and we'll be using a template from called the hero's journey which is from joseph campbell's book a hero with a thousand faces it's a book I'm currently reading, and hopefully when I read it, I get a more understanding of how basically the themes in that model work. But we're going to be using sort of um, the themes um, that are in the hero's journey to analyze Damian Wayne. So I thought it would be a pretty good way to sort of learn about what motivated Damian to become the hero that he is right now, and also this is struggles of doing so. So the quote for this episode, I mean, this is a feel-good quote for this episode, is um, hopefully something that will motivate you. I usually do quotes for the Flashcast on the podcast on Earth 2. I thought, I do, I would, thought I would do um, some quotes for the Boy Wonder Press podcast. And basically... the title Heroes and Villains um, Profiles Podcast, I thought the Boy Wonder Press was more appropriate because that's the name of my blog that I'm working on right now on WordPress. Um, you should see it on my link, uh, on my Twitter account, BrianComics underscore one, and also at the Boy Wonder Press. So I decided to name the podcast that. So that way it's more easy for those to remember. So, little house cleaning there. But now we're going to go straight to Damian Wayne. But before we um, start on Damian Wayne, I wanted to discuss what the hero's journey is and how it works, how it's set up. So in the hero's journey, every hero has a call to adventure. And within that um, call to adventure comes to supernatural aid 
which could be in a form of like, I want to say like a spirit or a spectra, some kind of divine intervention. Then when the hero is onto that call of adventure, they're basically in a world that they know, but then there's a threshold to that world. And usually there's a threshold guardian that guards that guards the hero and prevents the hero from coming out into the world that he knows or she knows into the world that they don't know. But once the character or the hero, I should say, passes that threshold, they go into the unknown world where they face many challenges. But within those, with those challenges, they also have some helpers who help them, mentors who guide them, and of course they face temptations. Then after all that, they go through sort of a spiritual, or sometimes even physical, oof, death. But then they go through a rebirth too, where it's kind of an epiphany that they have, saying that, you know what, this is something I need to do. This is something I must do. Then after that rebirth, they go through a transformation. And then, then they, from with that transformation comes an atonement. Then they come to that known world that they were once a part of. And that's pretty much how the hero's journey is dissected. And with Damian Wayne, I mean, we see a, we do see a lot of that with him as he as he be, basically journeys to becoming that hero that he desires to be, just like his father, or maybe even a hero in his own right too. Maybe not too much like Batman though, but you do see some similarities because after all, he is his son. But you have to remember, he's also the son of Talia al Ghul, who is actually a part of the League of Assassins with her grand with her father Raish al Ghul. Not Ra's, it's Raish. So for those of you who know. So with that in mind, we're going to dive into who is Damian Wayne? Now obviously we all know Damian Wayne, as I mentioned before, is the son of Batman, Bruce Wayne, and the daughter of the demon, Talia al Ghul, who is the daughter of Raish al Ghul. Now, Damien was conceived on the Tropic of a Cancer during a love-making moment between Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul. And this was actually little to, little to Batman's knowledge. And what happened during those times, this is after Batman left, Talia raised Damien in an artificial womb. And basically grew and bred him from that and then trained him to be an ultimate assassin for the League of Assassins. And like a typical Al Ghul, he killed everyone. I mean, he killed basically anyone who come across. He would kill politicians. He would kill kill all sorts of people. I mean, at, the, at a pretty young age, too. I mean, can you imagine that? And during those times, he went through a trial called the Year of Blood. And the Year of Blood was basically where he just was given these tasks by the League of, League of Assassins to do, so that way he could ascend. And basically, while all that's taking place, he learns more about his father, and he has a really he learns his father in really in, in an interesting way. So basically, in Patrick Gleason and Peter Tomasi's Batman and Robin, the New Fifty Two, in Batman and Robin issue number zero. 
we see how he learns about his father, the Batman. And basically he, he notices that there was an old cow, a Batman cow that Talia kept. And he puts it on. He says, look at me, mommy, I'm a bat. And that's when it starts. But basically he starts to learn more about his father after besting his mother in a spar. And then around that time when the League of Assassins, um, or Talia, I should say, and the League of Assassins plan to um, kidnap the Prime Minister and his wife by using genetically modified um, assassins that are actually turned into man-bat assassins, or, I should say, or man-bat ninjas, that's when Damien finally encounters the Batman. And that's when the call to adventure starts. Damien's call to adventure begins. It it is awakened, and that's when his role, his road to becoming the fifth Robin, starts. So basically, Talia um, has Bruce take Damian Wayne, and or Damian Al Ghul, I should say. He was born as Damian Al Ghul, but then he becomes Damian. This is when he starts to become Damian Wayne, I think. So when he's taken under Bruce's wing, he's seen as a spoiled, entitled kid. He just curses out alfred he causes all sorts of problem for the batman family and for batman in particular especially batman because guess what batman you're the father not to quote maury but yeah you're the father so but batman understands so he's like you know what he's just a kid he needs love i mean i'm sure he didn't have that under the league of assassins i mean i highly doubt tolly would give him that love i mean bruce didn't exactly say that though but that's probably what was going on in his mind but he did say that his son needed love but then his paternity kind of came to question too by tim drake especially because he was he was kind of scratching his head kind of wondering is bruce really you know is that really is that really bruce's kid and a lot of that was even explained in the um christopher priest's comic which i thought was really awesome deathstroke versus batman that whole arc um where it was basically pitting deathstroke against batman over you know, Damien, you know, over the um, custody rights to Damien, because the story begins where, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> kind of burped there. The story actually begins where Bruce gets a an envelope with paternity tests claiming that Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, is actually Damien's father. And this gets him sort of kind of wondering, well, I did my own DNA test and it came out it confirmed that Damien was indeed my son. How can this be? But then Bruce figures out that, you know, the fake paternity tests are sort of like, there's sort of a language, a way to get him and Deathstroke to actually be lured. And of course, not so surprising, it was orchestrated by Talia. So spoiler alert um, for those of you who are listening. Um, if you haven't read the book yet, um, I would go back and read it. It's a recommended read though, but, be warned, it turns out that Bruce was indeed Damien's father, and that the tests were faked. Deathstroke's not his father. I mean, it would have been it would have made for an interesting story had it that been the case. So even Christopher Priest commented on that as well. But you can tell that, you know, with Christopher Priest, he's actually a really good writer. I mean, really excellent writer. I mean, he's written several Black Panther stories. I mean, he's doing a really awesome job on Deathstroke. And I actually like Christopher Priest. He's one of my favorite comic book writers. He's pretty much up there right now with Grant Morrison and several others like Frank Miller, Jeff Loeb. I mean, he's up there in, 
but not to digress, but that that's pretty much, you know, why, I mean, that's pretty much what went on in that story. And, you know, going back to Damian Wayne, I mean, he's just this bratty, again, he's a bratty kid. He even beats up Tim Drake, I mean, badly. And Tim, keep in mind, Tim Drake is, you know, for those of you who've read the series, Batman and Son, or that arc, Tim Drake is a current Robin at the time, but then Damien beats him up and takes on Jason Todd's old Robin costume and becomes an unofficial Robin, much to, much to Batman's annoyance and dismay. But then you start to see them slowly, slowly develop. You know, I mean, you, you know, Batman learns a little more about Damien and eventually there's this one scene where they end up catching Talia in the act of kidnapping the prime minister's, you know, prime minister and his wife with a ninja man bats. And Damien actually said, thought, thought that he did the right thing for Batman. But then Talia says, actually, you know, you're a part of the plan. Phone kind of vibrated there, but basically, you know, he, she said that Damien was a pawn into lure Batman. And, um, what else happened? Then there's an explosion. So Damien and Talia go missing. They were on a submarine. But Damien thought that, you know, I want all of us to be together. So you can kind of tell that even though he is an assassin and he's a he's kind of entitled bratty, cold-blooded killer. I mean, he even killed in his first night in Gotham, much to Tim Drake's horror. I mean, he's seen as, he's just like any other kid. He wants his parents to be together. I mean, it's almost like Talia and Batman are divorced, but you know, not really married. I mean, they're just parents who are apart. And in several comics, you do see them fight. You know, why? much to Damien's annoyance later on. He says, oh, Lord. <laughs> but that's pretty much it within his hero's journey. I mean, Talia is seen as his threshold guardian, guarding Damien from the world that Damien, only Damien Wayne knows of. But once he breaks out of that, you know, you start to see several elements of him becoming ultimately becoming the hero by dick grayson dick grayson actually making him his robin much to tim drake's reluctance because tim drake was robin but then you know that was a hill he couldn't die on and that's when he ultimately became red robin but ultimately tim and damien i mean it was like a begrudging respect but not like respect respect but it's like you know what okay i guess i can put kind of put up with you but yeah, so basically where we see the helper being Dick Grayson, of course the mentor being Batman, Bruce Wayne. But as Damien becomes Robin, as he progresses in his role as Robin, he faces many temptations and challenges. The biggest one, I would say, being his temptation to not kill. Because Batman, if you all, for the, all of you who know, you know Batman, he has a no-kill policy. So... Damien has to really work hard to quell that, especially since he's been raised to actually kill people. And another challenge I think that happened within Damien's hero's journey was Batman's death. But it was at a, it was basically death. It was kind of a loose term because it turned out that Darkseid's beam zapped Bruce Wayne back into the past during the pre-exor, pre, you know, pre-exor, you know, prehistoric age. And then, you know, Bruce Wayne went through all the, you know, in the return of Bruce Wayne, he went through the prehistoric age, he went through the, during the Salem witch trials, and then during the 1700s, and then the 1800s, and then all the way to the 20th century, and back to the 21st century. 
There's another story written by Grant Morrison, really interesting story, and that how Grant Morrison used elements of, you know, Batman and then integrated it with science fiction and did it so beautifully. I mean, it's a, another side story I would read. Definitely a good read. Hopefully they do I, they do a movie on it too, because that'll be a pretty sick movie. But aside from that, that was another one of Damien's challenges, just living up to his allegedly dead father's, you know, legacy. Because he is a legacy. Especially as the son of Batman. And also just struggling too with the fact that he is a son of a villainess being Talia al Ghul. And Talia, from time to time, just tries to steer him to become... You know, to get back to the League of Assassins and become like this heir to the to this horrible organization that does nothing but kills leaders. I mean, commits a lot of schemes and Lord knows what else. So, I mean, you do see a lot of um, Damien struggles just to become that hero and shed away the Al, Al Ghul legacy. And that's when you start, you kind of start seeing, you know, in this hero's journey, you do see that Dick plays a really important role in Damien's life. And also several others too, like Maya Ducard, which I'll mention later on. Um, he meets during um, the Robin Son of Batman storyline of John Kent, Superboy. But before all that, I mean, the Batman Robin um, story, which was originally written by Grant Morrison and penned by... Or no, drawn drawn by Frank Quiddley really shows um, the relation, the growing relationship between Damien and Dick, and how he starts to shed his killer instinct. And a big moment for Damien, I would believe, is when he, after he was controlled by Talia Gould, because he went through another injury and basically had a new spine inserted into his body, but little to his knowledge and to his consent that um, a chip was put inside for him to be controlled by Talia. So it was, um, it was at that point where Damien realized, wait a minute, you know, my mom's controlling me. I need to, this is not cool. And Deathstroke was controlling him also. So he confronts his mother and basically tells her, you know what, being Robin's the best thing that ever happened to me. And quite honestly, you were not really there for me. I mean, meeting you was like meeting a Hollywood celebrity. And you know what, I don't want any part of this anymore. Goodbye. And basically what happened, what ultimately happened was is that Talia says, you know, I knew you would say that. And she shows him a, ro a room full of, you know, basically Damien's clone. And this horrifies him. And she says, you know what, you're no longer a part of the House of Al Ghul get out of my face i disown you and it was to the point where damien says these words and he says well okay mother if i'm gonna be an enemy of the house of al ghul i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that i'm a worthy one so that was a defining moment and that's when we see the fact that he's on the road to becoming the hero that he, just like his father or even much you know in his own right but with that, you do see that despite all, you know, I mean, he goes through a lot of struggles, even when Bruce Wayne comes back to, comes back, you know, in his life. Um, but even then, he and Bruce start to form a father and son bond, like a typical father and son. And even in the um, New 52 version of Batman and Robin, when he kills nobody, which is the son of Henri Ducard, 
um, Bruce still loves him and he still supports him and he still um, takes him under takes him under his wing and you know he strives to be a better hero and he tells Bruce that he only killed nobody. So basically, a little about no, a little bit about nobody. He's the son of Henri Ducard, like I said, and he was basically sort of like a friend of Bruce. So, but then they became rivals. So Henri um, tries to he tries to manipulate Damien and telling him that Batman is a liar and that you know he's no, you know, what I mean, he's just not someone you can trust. But Damien ultimately sides with his father and kills Henri to basically protect Bruce. But, you know, we do see Damien as Robin bond with Batman, Bruce Wayne. You know, we see father and son bond throughout the that whole arc. And then we also see them bond during the Quarter of Owl storyline, of course, as um, the death of the family storyline. And that's pretty much shattered when in the sec in the in Batman, Batman Inc, um, Batman Incorporated, I'm sorry, um, arc when. Damien's own clone, the Heretic, kills him. And the Heretic is just this... He's a clone of Damien. I'm a much bigger clone and more... I would have to say more genetically um, more genetically advanced. And he sort of has a Darth Vader mask and dressed sort of like a mummified Batman. And he just basically kills him when, you know, Damien decides to save Batman and you know, his friends from Leviathan, which is actually an organization that his mother Talia set up. And this just gets, it really gets everyone in a tailspin when Damien dies. Everyone's affected, Batman especially, and also Talia too, because she didn't want for it, she didn't mean for it to happen. So she kills the heretic. And we find that heretic has a face of Damien, because of course he's his clone, but the face of a much younger Damien because heretic is seen as an older, seemingly older version of Damien though. But then he's actually, it's really weird. If you look at the comic, you'll see what I mean. And then Bruce just goes through, you know, actually Talia gets killed and I think by Batwoman and Bruce just goes through a tailspin and he actually makes attempts to get Damien back to life. Um, but they all fail. But then ultimately, when the dark, when basically the apocalypse gets evolved, uh, you know, cop, you know, with Darkseid's planet, he uses the chaos shard to resurrect Damien. And then it's so funny because when Damien's resurrected, he's back. You know, he's just basically that's his um abyss, death, and rebirth. So he's basically reborn. He's resurrected, and he has all these superpowers, just like Superman. Including the heat vision, the super strength, everything is just crazy. And he beats up Calibrax so bad. Like, it's just funny. But then, sadly enough, he loses the powers. But much to Bruce's relief, too, because he could be a normal boy again. And throughout that, he goes through a trans more of a transformation into the hero that he wants to be. And we see that in Robin, Son of Batman. He goes through an atonement period from the year of blood like i mentioned earlier and he encounters um nobody too so the daughter of nobody the man he killed Henri Ducard's son being my you know so basically nobody too's um Henri Ducard's um or nobody's daughter named Maya Ducard so she just wants to kill him for what he did to her father but then ultimately they bond because they can see that they relate to each other and she even tells him poetically and i thought this was a really poetic scene of damien 
that the R on his um, the left side of his chest means redemption. So I thought that was really poetic, and it is really similar. It goes to full circle of who Damien really is as a as a character. So you know we we do get the atonement in the in Damien's hero's journey by really undoing you know just basically going through a penance of all the stuff that he did as a as a young kid during the year of blood. And then of course you know he also gains a friend in Superboy John Kent, the son of Superman and Lois Lane. And even John Kent, you know, really it was a really awesome scene in the Super Sons comics comic arc where he defends Damien against Talia, saying that, you know what, he's my friend, leave him alone. You may be his mother, but he's my friend also. And, you know, Damien even cares for John, like a brother they're kinda like brothers, you know. I mean they they argue but then they care for one another and they look out for each other too. So basically like the next generation of Batman Superman, which I thought was really cool. So, I mean, basically Damien does, you know, at times, you know, he goes through a return period to that world that he knew so well. But, you know, with more knowledge right now and more with more maturity and just knowing that he wouldn't, you know, I mean, he has urges that sometimes would stoop, make him stoop low to kill someone, but Ultimately, he wants. He looks up to his father as an example and to his code of no killing or just being, you know, what I mean, just being a hero. But also, while coming to grips with that he that he is a an out, you know, he's he's also Talia's son too, and he is an Al Ghul as well as a Wayne. And that that's something he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. And we see a lot of that in many of the stories involving Damien. But, you know, it leads me to my final thoughts of why why the character of Damian Wayne, the fifth Robin, appeals to me. is just because he's like all of us, really. I mean, we go through struggles of basically striving to, you know, striving to be the best that we can be and going through redemption periods where we felt like we've done some stuff. I mean, he's very human. I mean, despite all his perfections, despite being a prodigy at such a young age and learning all these things like all forms of martial arts and whatever i mean damian wayne is he's not perfect but that's what makes him a really cool character all the same he's like everyone else really and that's why he's one of my favorite characters <coughs> excuse me so that ends it off that pretty much ends my segment on damian wayne so the next character in the next episode to be profiled would be a character like I, I think I said in the um, flash cast that he'll be a character involving a bat, but not really an animal. Let's just say with this character, it involves a character who wields a baseball bat that's wrapped in barbed wire. So that's right. We're going to be exploring the character Negan of The Walking Dead. And I think Negan's actually one of my favorite villains. So I thought, I think it would be really cool to actually profile a villain and just really break down like who he is and this, like how he came to be. So that'll be for the next episode of this podcast, the Boy Wonder Press podcast. So if, um, so that wraps it up for this episode. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at the Boy Wonder Press. 
And also, um, don't forget to follow me on my other Twitter account at Brian's Comics um, underscore one. And of course, also don't forget to follow um, the podcast on um, on Earth Two at P. Actually, the podcast from Earth Two P F E Two underscore. So that's it for this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you, that you listen. I hope you liked it. Um, hope you listen to the next episode. Um, where I covered Negan, and remember people, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian's Comics underscore one, signing out.